Podcast, how y'all doing, good people? Hope y'all all right. We back. How you doing? That's my question. I'm good, bro. You know, living and learning, grooving and moving. You know how we do. Um, get the important shit out the way. Church announcements, follow show, and everything. Um, even before that, yo, everybody who reached out last week for that very vulnerable episode, thank you. I appreciate all of the kind words and. You know, it took a lot for a nigga to open up like that. So I appreciate y'all being receptive to a nigga being vulnerable on the microphone. So I appreciate that, man. That was love, man. Appreciate that. But um, follow showing everything. Um, the fuck we on? Oh yeah, IG. Follow Frankie. Uh, a Boogie's out on an adventure this week, so shout out to A Boogie. Um, oh shit, yo, we on Google Play now. We on Google Play, we on Stitcher, Spotify still being a whole ass nigga, so <laughs> fuck Spotify for right now. We working on that. I had to email them niggas twice because they still on some bullshit. Let me hold on, let me just air out a slight discrepancy. We got a guest in the building. We got buttons on that. Look, I know. I, we got a guest in the building. Buttons on Spotify. They, they could only handle one. I know. I know. But listen, man. <laughs> you know what the wild shit is about Spotify? They make you go through. They make you jump through all these hoops and shit, right? Cause you know they get you gotta go through a whole approval process and all this goofy shit. Mm. So I had to email these niggas twice because they don't have a um, set directory to where you can just apply, they review it and you approve. You gotta email somebody, then they have to wait, then they email you back, then they have to send you an application for you to be like, come on, bro, come the fuck on, man. Spotify, get this shit together. You wanna fuck with me or not? What's like, up? come on, man. Spotify, y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all standing in the way, man. But we we on Google Play now. We on Stitcher, you know, iTunes, SoundCloud, all that good shit. You know, so follow showing everything. Um, but we got a special guest in the house. Good brother. Wanted to bring him in because he's a super creative dude. I've been um, a fan of his work for some time now. Introduce yourself, good brother. Hello, everyone. It's Rosetta hey. in the building. <laughs> good to be back in the um, studio. Uh, now I'm in here with 4K and my man, Frank. So I'm excited for this. Yeah, man. I met... Um, you you going to call me Rose or... Rosetta's fine, yeah. Rosetta's fine. So I met Rosetta um, a while ago through a mutual <clears throat> friend of ours and... Come to find out, I was following a nigga on Twitter. Didn't know who he was, mm. just because you know Jersey City is small as fuck. Yeah, and, and, and you know Rosetta's and is big on the art scene, and I don't know, man. I don't know how. How do you classify yourself? Cause you do all types of shit. Um, yeah, I'm still working on it, but I guess the short laundry list: curator, manager, poet, publisher, editor. Um, event planner, visual director, <laughs> visual director. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, right. Because when you walk into a room, you you organize and orchestrate the yeah. visual, right? Of yeah. the visual, this go here, this curating it. Yeah, right. that's, yeah. So you got to give them that credit. Yeah, so I've seen Appreciate Rosetta that. like throw throw events, curate events. The nigga out here writing poetry. He got it. Um, other other writers with the. Um, What's, I can't pronounce the shit I'm terrible What's the Cranius Oh yeah Cranius That's perfect Yeah Cranius yeah. Like mm-hmm. I mean I'm, I was um, I was hyped To find out We had a Very artistic brother Like that From the city Cause you know I'm still learning You know I know Jersey City Has a big music scene It's a lot of rappers New rappers Pop up every 15 minutes Yeah But <laughs> But it's good That we have someone In the art scene Like yourself Um so it's dope, man. I appreciate you coming out tonight, man. Word, no doubt. But um, glad to be here. But um, I guess well, what's uh, how how did you get started? Because you you do so much, right? Like I've been paying attention to your movement and everything that you're doing. Like, 
what was you, how did you get your foot in the door as far as um, kind of getting your name out there because you do so much like you said so what was kind of the first thing to kind of break you onto the scene um I don't know if I'm on the scene yet <laughs> um now you on the scene bro don't, I mean I see you yeah exactly <laughs> I see you too you out here bro I don't know what these niggas talking about uh I don't know I, to, to actually get me out here um I think it's just been consistency Right. I don't know what the one thing has been mm-hmm. Honestly I guess because I've been So focused on moving And mm-hmm. getting one thing done after the other It's hard sometimes To take a step back and realize What you are doing Right. Um, but yeah I think one thing too That's definitely gotten me In different people's faces Is just being able to uh, move in different cities Right. Yeah I think that's one thing That's kind of set me apart From other people so where where have you kind of planted your flag out besides Jersey? Um, Richmond definitely. Richmond is my second home. Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, Richmond, Virginia. Shout out to VA. Yeah, eight hundred four seven five. Well, seven five is the um, is not Richmond, but I still really fuck with the yeah. Got some good cities down, down there. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, New York definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC. I'm actually starting to get a bigger base in uh, Florida. I got some homies down in Florida. Word. Um, Atlanta. A lot of people fuck with me in Atlanta, but I haven't. Yeah, I haven't done too much in Atlanta. The more than you know, because I mean? it's Atlanta that has a lot. So you know what I mean. There's a lot going on down there. So to really make an imprint is different. Yo, we man, that's I do funny. have a lot of homies in Atlanta. That's funny. Me and Frank was just talking about Atlanta. Like the the scene down there is is like ripe for creatives and yeah anybody trying to get anything moving. Like, are you just are you down there with the, the curating shit or just down there showing your face? Like Both. Both? Okay. Yeah, so I actually know people that own art galleries. I know a lot of artists right. um, from smaller to quote-unquote bigger right. like uh, Maya Bailey, Paper Frank. I know, um, I know, that name. I know Maya Bailey. Yeah, Maya is the, the OG. You know what I mean? He's been doing this for I think longer than I've probably been alive honestly. Um... But yeah, Atlanta, but Atlanta's like any city, you know, it's just they finally realized what they had and finally were able to boost each other up. But yeah, Atlanta's just like any other city where we could be doing the same thing. We just choose not to do, to do it. See, and that's that's the shit I'll be talking about because we just like Atlanta, Jersey, well, Jersey City, well, I'll say Jersey. Jersey's such a hub for creatives is there is someone out here doing something all of the time yeah and we don't for whatever reason we don't kind of collaborate in that way to kind of pull our resources and work together in that fashion so I mean I guess Atlanta is better I mean what you call is actually doing it now though too and you can actually see how they're benefiting from it um, which is crazy because they're later our next door neighbors but Nork you know how they just taking on this uh, bigger know. sense of uh, word. Shout out to to Brick City. Yeah. They've taken on a bigger sense of pride, bigger sense of ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, almost a sense of like patriotism. You know, where their country is North. You know, and everything that that they are screaming right now is North. You know, everything that they're supporting is North. Um, so that's the type of mindset and the energy that people in cities need to kind of bring because that's how you're going to win. Word. You know. Now, you born and raised in Jersey City? Yes. And how, how, how do you think we get to that space that where Nork is now to where Jersey City can have its own sense of patriotism as far as like we support our own, we work with each other instead of you know dissing each other and shooting each other and shit like that uh, well the shooting each other shit is a whole nother yeah I know that's topic but yeah <laughs> I like how you slid that in there <laughs> but uh I think the pride is a big thing you know uh pride is a big thing just putting it aside and kind of realizing that sometimes it's okay to have a face you mm-hmm. know sometimes it's okay to push somebody up even if 
you don't even have any sense of getting, you know what I mean, benefit from that just but from them screaming that they're from your city. Right. You know, like if Frank dropped a dope ass mixtape or whatever, you know, and we all believed it. in it, you he's, know, he's working on it. we should all push that, you know. Yeah. We, we should all scream, this is Jersey City, this is a product. If somebody drops a, a doc, yeah, support. exactly, a documentary, you know what I mean? People should be supporting your podcast, you know. Right. It's just little things like that. And not saying that everything has to be supported just because it has Jersey City on it, because I'm also the type of person where if it doesn't align with your brand, it just doesn't align with your brand. No, I, I agree with that. I think the, yeah. I think um, I completely agree. I, we just... Supporting dope shit is more important than supporting, um, I guess, whatever's from your city. Because there's a lot of trash shit. In the city. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of, of corny shit. It's a lot of bullshit yeah. that... We don't. We shouldn't really be supporting, but you know, I, I really not feel away, but I feel away when I see other cities kind of congregating in that mm-hmm. way. But you know, I guess we getting there. That's, that's why I brought you in, man. So we, you know, yeah. build and then support each other, dope shit. Cause you got a lot of dope shit going on. Like I um, like I, I don't know. Like I'm a super casual art guy, right? Like I really just started getting into art, maybe like less than six months ago like I'm I'm a visual person I like to look at shit that I feel like is dope but um how how do you introduce casual art viewers like myself into your galleries and things like that like I really like to because I'm able to also relate to people like you because I'm pretty much got into the um art world the same way I didn't study art I studied a little bit of art in school but mm-hmm. I didn't study it to the point where like I have an art major or art minor mm-hmm. uh, that's another thing that's kind of been more difficult for me getting into some of these galleries with jobs um, but I think I'm getting into the right galleries in a sense I'm, I'm targeting the right people where my main focus is trying to get people to just feel the art you know it's not about trying to sell you something it's more so like what are you interested in would would you want to see on your walls every day? You know, is is that like a big hurdle in the art ga- in the art world where they want you to have those requirements? Like you need to have an art degree, or you need to be in the classical sense, yeah. And a lot of times, yeah. But I'm noticing, I'm trying to get more into with a lot of black art galleries, right. um, and they require some education to it. I'm not saying that they that they don't, but. Uh, I think they also look at experience a lot of times so right. they kind of respect that and your connection with the artist and then another thing I'm also realizing is I could start my own art gallery that's a fact yeah because a lot of times a lot of the artists that I'm connecting with also have that same uh, issue and concerns that they can't get into a lot of these spaces mm-hmm. because of a lot of different reasons so are you, so you're more focused on the smaller black artists getting their shine because honestly I ain't gonna hold you I don't really know too many black artists from this city like I like no bullshit I learned a lot I learned a lot about these dudes through you and through your brand and the people that you promote sure. so is there is that a goal of yours to promote those lesser known black artists yes definitely underrepresented they definitely don't have to be black I work with a lot of different artists but I definitely try to push the POC artists more because they are uh, underrepresented a lot. Yeah, we need, we need, we definitely need more of that, more of that. Because I, again, I don't see these people unless someone tells me that they exist. Yeah, and that's why I'm trying to uh, create a lot more. Uh, and that's one of Creation's goals is to create uh, actual art collectives within our generation. Mm-hmm. Now explain Creation to me. Well, I I know, but explain for the people that don't know because I was following. Creenus on Twitter for a long time just because the content on it was just dope as fuck. Okay. So, like, what for the... So, Creenus stands for Creative Genius, if you put the two words together. Um, So, basically, it's Creative Minds, One Genius. So, we pretty much believe that all of our creativity, all of our passions, we all put that together, and that creates a genius. 
So, you know how everybody likes to say, you know what I mean, one person is a genius. You know what I mean? That can't be true. We're not taking that away from anybody, but we like to think that that same collective, you know, makes it the genius. That's why Atlanta is winning because they decided to be a genius together, right. you know, and push everybody together, you know. So, instead of everybody focusing on just their individual talents, kind of bringing that pool together. So, right. it's it can be undeniable in a sense. Aside from the crab in the bucket mentality yeah, as well. exactly. Yeah, because like I said I I, I want to know more about these artists because I want to support the local artists who are trying to come up and trying to put their get their work out there it's just there's no platforms there, there's not a lot of platforms for them yeah now with um, with you being an entrepreneur in that sense and bringing up these um, and curating these events is it um Oh fuck! I just is, do you meet a lot of resistance from the bigger brands, so to speak? Like, uh, like basically, this niggas hating because you're you're doing something that's kind of against what they deem to be. Um, the case may be. Yeah, I don't think I've made enough ripples in the water yet to even garner their attention. Well, actually, maybe some attention, but not enough attention to be like a threat where I feel like we're getting resistance. Um. I mean, do you want to be a threat? That's the real question. Of course, always. <laughs> shake the block, man. Always. Uh, but I want to be a threat in the sense of a gentle giant. Like I just want to be there. I want to be a presence. I don't really want to disturb anything in a sense. Like I want to just help my people and help people that need it. Uh, because there's enough money for everybody. So just lightly rockable. Nah. Not lightly. Like we need to yeah. <laughs> tip that motherfucker. Yeah, over. we need to make it. We need to make a point because it, it's just a lot of stuff. Um, I feel like it's our fault too. You know, as a people as well, just trying to generate and cycling stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a lot of times we look outside too many times instead of really like building up what we have. So it's a lot of different aspects. That's why Koreans has three tiers, uh, which is art, culture, and community. Mm-hmm. So we kind of try to focus on those individually, but bring them together as well. Now, what do you do on the community side of it? So we've had um, different projects, uh, like a project in Richmond called Can You See Me Now? Um, focus on homeless, bringing attention to the homeless community. Actually shooting a documentary for that, uh, Feeding the Homeless. Uh, we uh, actually took signs from... Uh, from homeless people in Richmond and put them inside galleries with their statements next to them. Um, we had uh, different photos of where homeless people were. So that was actually a powerful exhibit. I actually want to do that again as well. Um, we do Thanksgiving food drives. That's we cool. try to connect with as many people as we can, even if like if our name's not on it, like back to school drives and certain things, certain things like that. Um, one other... Uh, community project we're trying to do is uh, it's in the work. It's called "If These Walls Could Talk." Shout out to Kendrick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I'm inspired by a lot of hip hop. Uh, I love it. Um, but basically, taking uh, blank walls in different community spaces, especially like inner city spaces, and using them for uh, collaboration, correspondence, and creation. Those are pretty much our three three focuses where it'd be a blank wall a chalk wall wall where people can pretty much uh you know write on it write questions you know what i mean challenge the community you know what i mean different things uh talk to each other about different things just trying to uh, increase that awareness exactly yeah yeah and it'll just be ongoing you know because it's an infinity wall as they call it because it's a chalk wall wall so it'll wash off you know you can paint something over it and that particular wall is in richmond you said no, that's something. That's a that's a project that we're trying to get off the uh, floor. Oh, yeah, okay. I want to do it in different cities though. That's fire, man. That's yeah. fire. Like go on tour with it. Just pop up different walls where people can write like, why why are our streets dirty or you know what I mean why are we killing each other like why are we doing this and you know what I mean kind of just getting the community to kind of feed off of each other. Yeah, yeah that's dope because we don't. Um, there's not a lot of uh, platforms that are doing that as far as trying to bring that awareness. To the community, so I applaud you and and Creamness for doing that because not that aspect. I've noticed that a lot of um, media platforms and culture platforms, art platforms, kind of forget that aspect of 
the community. Mm-hmm. Like they're focused on look at the art, look at the art, look at the art, look at the artist. But having that sense of community is is just as viable as the art because they feed off each other. In my opinion, they work you know hand in hand. I don't think you can have art without having the community behind it. Yeah, I think they inspire one another. But that's dope, man. That's dope. Now you said you was inspired by hip hop, and you mentioned earlier that you was a manager, like. So, are, are you managing? Who are you managing? Better. Currently, I manage the Akasha. Shout out to the Akasha. She's a DJ, dope ass DJ. We're visual director, <laughs> spiritual cheer pet. <laughs> she does a whole bunch, uh, a whole bunch of dope shit. Uh, all around creative, all around creative, uh, and also Zaya Queen. Mm-hmm. So she's a vocalist, lead singer of her band, Good Vibe Tribe. She's a healer. She does a lot of dope shit as well. Uh, so right now I manage those two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You doing that? You, I mean, you got you wearing a lot of hats, bro. You wearing a lot of hats, man. When do you sleep, man? That's how I got a lot going on. <laughs> Gotta stay busy. I feel you, bro. I feel you. That's dope, man. I, um. I did I used to uh, Fuck lost my whole train of thought I used to write poetry Back in the day So when I saw um, That The poetry part Was a t- was a Part of which I do I got real I got real inspired Because There's a lot of writers Especially in our community Who have no outlet To put their work A lot of I see a lot of dope shit Just kind of written Either on Twitter Or on their blog it's mm-hmm. not promoted at all are you um are you uh reaching those not reaching but are you getting those people to come to you or are you just going out and seeking those people because like I said a lot of them don't really know where to go to publish their work or even get their work promoted in that way um a little of both um right now at this point I'm more so allowing people to seek me because I think that at least establishes a first level of uh, seriousness. Because mm-hmm. um, at this point in my career, I'm very serious about what I do. Like, Same. very serious. Um, and then, you know, I, also, I always just, you know what I mean, talk to people about certain things. Um, you know what I mean? Encourage them, kind of push them to get to that next publishing phase. Right. Because a lot of people think publishing is such a big thing and it's really not. Um why, why isn't it a big thing? I, I would assume that it's, you know, as a writer, if people who do write, they would want that to be, you know, I, I, I would assume that would be a goal of theirs. Are you saying that's not the case? I mean, in a big thing in the sense of, let me contextualize that, in the sense that it's not that difficult to do. Like nowadays, especially since you can self-publish and you can make a quality product if you know what you're doing and you know you put the time into it, right. um, you can self-publish and you can control your royalties. Mm. And with what we're doing these days, what we have in our phone, what we have in our social media uh, marketing tools, um, you can sell your book yourself. And then you can kind of get to the next level where you can a publisher can pick you up and you can make a, a more serious deal. So that's what a lot of uh, writers are doing these days. It's pretty much they're doing like what what, what, what artists are doing. You know, they're saying pretty much saying fuck the label. You know, what I mean, it's fuck a publishing deal type thing where you could just build yourself up and then once you have those numbers, you you can have a different conversation. Mm. See, see that? Yeah, that's interesting. That is. Yeah, you're right. That does remind me a lot of the music industry because I didn't realize that writers can publish things on their own. Like, I was still thinking, I guess I still had the old way of thinking to where you had to write something, go to a publisher and publish it yourself. No. Like, that was my line of thinking. Yeah, see, my first book, I published uh, myself, self-published. Okay, and that's what books? I... All right, yo, all right, listen, man. <laughs> We gotta figure this out. What, what? I guess the better question is, what don't you do? Because you talking first, you talking. You got a whole platform. You managing artists. Now you talking about publishing books, my nigga. Like I need to know what don't you do? Because enough. Is, he already published. You got the book of poems. But this is what I'm yeah. saying. This is what I'm you saying. The book of poems. You just, don't know. He just found out. <laughs> yeah, like come on, man. Come on, man. 
Yeah, I'm actually working on like two. I'm actually working on a few more books right now, but I'm I'm gonna push out two. Uh, I could tell you about three of them right now. Uh, oh shit! One book. Um, I'm writing on polyamory, so it's gonna be called Polyamorous. <laughs> um, another book. Uh, is gonna be called the Little Book of Vulgar Inspiration. It's a fire title. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna be doing like little inspirational. I'm probably gonna do like 50 or 60. It's gonna be with an artist, a dope artist from Philly named uh, Jordan Plain. We're gonna do like a nice little coffee book with like um, stuff like get your shit together. Um, shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like um, fucking forgive yourself. Um, you straight, know what I mean? Straightforward motivation. Yeah, like okay. little stuff like that. That right. I feel like, you know what I mean? I kind of did a survey, and a lot of people said they kind of do that to themselves. You know, they kind of curse themselves out. You know what I mean? I stuff do, like I, that. I do that often. Yeah, I'll, I'll so I kind of like, felt. We're, <laughs> I kind of <laughs> felt that we could kind of, you know what I mean? Capitalize off of that quirky stuff. And it's just something that I felt like that I could look through too. Because mm-hmm. that's another thing. Like a lot of stuff that I I create I don't create um to um to appease people or sense or to please people or to even a lot of times I make money like that's the that's that's the goal don't get me wrong sometimes but most time I'm creating to, to empathize with myself or to empathize with to uh, fulfill that need yeah some yourself. yeah some part of me whether it's a future part or past part or you know what I mean and a lot of times that happens where you start empathizing with other people through that, especially like with music and poetry and stuff like that. So, and usually with any type of writing, uh, you're usually connecting with people. Um, yeah, I've noticed that, especially with creators, as they sh- as they share their inner thoughts in a creative ways, whether it be through music or poetry or whatever the case may be, you find yourself relating to more people who mm-hmm. feel the same way. So that's good that you can um, kind of compile that and put it out in a way to where everybody can see it everybody can use it for their own personal motivation because you know niggas need to be cursed out sometimes man yeah you need to curse yourself out sometimes sometimes, yeah (laughs) and it's crazy because I'm actually up to 100 now so what I'm probably gonna do is um, I'm gonna end up taking some people after I publish the first one and then I'm gonna make a big book of vulgar inspiration, and well, then I'm gonna have some co-authors on it. Like well, we're just gonna start just adding mad shit. To yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a collection. Yeah. Listen, if you, if I you, think that'd be cool if we like animate people's faces too, and like oh, that would be like, great. Talking to each other, like that would yeah. be great. I can't drop too many ideas, but it's nah, like yeah, you know, that it's would like be great. <laughs> hey, hey, look, man. I think that'd be dope. Page, a little be, flip book. If you got mm-hmm. an open page in there, I curse. Profusely, <laughs> so if you need a page, yeah, I got man. you. I, I could help you out. Definitely gonna have some co-stars on there. We're gonna bring the squad for that one. Word, shout out, shout out to the the, the big book of motivations. Or I'm trying to fire. pay people too. That's another thing. I'm like, I'm really down for like, I want everybody to eat. That's a big right. goal of mine. Like one of my biggest like like happy moments is like actually cutting checks. Like at the end of the night, throwing events, and like being able to pay people. That's real. Because a lot of people aren't getting paid off of what they do. Yeah, man, and it's tough. And I know that feeling. <laughs> I've known that feeling for a while. Probably not as long as a lot of people, but I've known it for a good minute. And it's like, I know, you know, it's time for people to get paid. So, mm-hmm. it's cool. Yo, we recording right now. Pause it, pause it. Yeah, yeah, but... um. Oh yeah, the third book is gonna be bigger. <laughs> it's gonna be bigger, you said. Bigger. Bigger. Mm-hmm. B i c k e r. So I want to do a children's book. Okay. So basically, the children's book is gonna be on domestic violence and abuse. Hmm. So how like when parents argue? Very interesting. It's gonna create a monster, and the monster name is gonna be bigger because that's the word bigger, like argue. Right. right, right. Yeah. And then the kid's gonna go through some things to get rid of the monster. That's and all dope. That. Yeah, educational. That's dope. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. That's mm. dope because that's the that's the um kind of trying to teach people about that man. Yeah, because that's a taboo subject in our community. Yeah, like, as far as when, like um parents getting homes and fighting for like I'm not I I hate that like I don't even like fighting with my lady in front of the kids like mm-hmm. that shit is low key traumatizing. Mm-hmm. So like <laughs> my mother was like, "You're gonna see the real." No, nah, I mean I you're mean, gonna see, but, but, but nah, but, but, like my like even like my mom's like she would 
she wouldn't even argue in front of me, but I could hear it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And that's important that the kid that kids can have something that they see that they relate to. Like, oh, I I felt like this before. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what this and is. And parents too. Yeah. Because a lot of times I think that's the thing is a lot of times parents don't realize the impact. Just like you said, the impact that it has. Right. Because that's like you know kids don't want to see their parents arguing. And then they take that energy with them to school. School, that's exactly yeah. Like you see where I'm going with yeah, it. Yeah, I see. <laughs> that, that's exactly that's, good, that's one of the uh, couple pages in the, the book. Routes. Yeah, that's yeah. It. Put that fucking book out, man. We need these. Uh, Thank you. It's in the works. I'm working. I'm working on uh, finding an illustrator for that. That's another thing. I've been trying to like make sure when I do stuff, I'm taking my time with it. You know, because uh-huh. you know I've been just trying to be patient with a lot of stuff. I've been uh, rushing a lot of stuff, but I've been learning to kind of just. Be patient. Be more patient. Stuff. But you got a you got a gallery open now, right? Or is was it opening soon or something? Like oh, that? the one in Richmond. Yeah. Oh no, that's my man's gallery. Shout out to AJ Brewer. So he opened up uh, the Well Art Gallery. He okay. actually blessed me with a position now. So I'm actually a gallery manager and a curator there. Right. Yeah. So Dope. I'll be putting together exhibits, shows, group exhibits. So what, like what, I seen something on on your page. What was it? The nigger gallery or what was that? The what? Was it nigger or my Oh, the still nigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we have an art exhibit coming up called the still nigger art exhibit. So it's actually going to be our second installment. Shout we out did. Wolf. Yeah. See. <laughs> yeah. We did one in. Um, we did one in uh, February, Black History Month in Richmond, Virginia, at the Manchester Gallery. Uh, We're going to be playing four 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 the whole time. We mix it in there. Mix it in there. Got to. Got to. Akasha made a dope mix though. She uh made a uh black uh girl black joy a black uh. Black boy, Matt, uh, joy, black girl, magic mix. Now that now, sounds hot. Now with the still nigger gallery, what is this? Photos of what exactly? So still nigger is an art exhibit that focuses on the just the juxtaposition. That's a, that's, of, a, that's a hard word for me. <laughs> of the black and brown community. So our pride, you right. know, I mean, our successes, our joys, our uh, our uh, inventions, and then our shortcomings. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Our uh, limitations. You right. know what I mean? Our uh, stereotypes of ourselves, uh, of other people, of the uh, POC. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just kind of mixes all of that together and then challenges what it means to uh, to be black, to be brown, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it starts really getting uh, under people's skin because the whole title kind of really spins back and you can see it no matter what you see. It's like, we're still niggas. So I'll have pictures of beautiful black women smiling in a, in a, in a, in a painting, you know what I mean, holding a, a beautiful black baby and still a nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People say, why? Why won't you put a question mark? It's like, it's not a question. It's not a question because we're still dying. You know, we're, mm-hmm. when, when, that, when that statement stops, when that fact stops, then I'll stop having this art exhibit. You know, I have a theory about that. My, uh, I've said it on the show before that we as a people don't know what blackness is. Like, there's so many different um, facets of blackness and there's so many opposing views of what blackness is I feel like because there's no because we don't have a definitive um, statement of what it means to be black that's why we kind of bicker with each other all of the time mm-hmm. now with your gallery are you speaking on are you okay better question What is what does blackness mean to you from doing this exhibit. Blackness is fluid for me, but see, that's something I actually wrestle with. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just being honest because of our history, you know what I mean? Because of not actually being able to trace uh, back the roots. Exactly. So my blackness is almost daily defined mm. you know what I mean just by who I am so you know what I mean day. yeah it's like I'm a black man so I define my blackness every day right. you know uh, yes I still um, I still relate to some of my uh, traditions my family traditions but even though some of those are still challenged you know because mm. of the education that they have and where that came from so um, yeah yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm the same. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way because I, 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 
I get annoyed when we have these conversations and people try to, our own people try to fit our blackness into a box. Like if you don't do this, that, and third, then your blackness is kind of questioned. Oh, like yeah, I, don't, I, don't, no. I don't like the, I don't like the idea that your quote unquote black card can be revoked so quickly if you don't fall under some imaginary guideline. Mm-hmm. So, and that's actually some of the things that we challenge as well right. in the gallery. Colorism was touched. Yeah. Uh, sexism was touched on. Right. So it's not just uh, how whites kind of look at us or how non-blacks and non-browns look at us. It's not how we look at each other. Right. Yeah. That's dope, man. That's that's fucking dope. And where where is this exhibit again? Because I need to go see this shit. My oh, so it's going to be at Studio 301 in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, we raising money now. Hit that Kickstarter. We got a few more days. We gonna we gonna put all that. A few in more the, days. We gonna put all that in the description. Right. Yeah, shout out to you know the, st- the still nigga because they're coming soon. But um, I did have a question because yes, sir. Because we that's good that we have all these creatives in the room right now. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to like recent news or whatever. There's been a um a certain pattern this week that I've seen of creatives in a line like kind of lashing back at criticisms, right? Like I don't know, are you familiar with this the the, the Lauren Hill essay that she put out? No. So like so a couple of weeks ago, um a jazz musician by the name of Robert Glasper came out and said that Lauren Hill didn't credit any of the people that wrote on the miseducation of Lauren Hill. That uh, a lot of the work that she put on there was promoted like she did it and she didn't and she wrote an essay a wild long essay about basically just um answering back at those criticisms and saying that you know she you know she long story short because it was a lot she was basically saying that you know she's an artist and she goes about things a certain way and you know I say all that to say like as creatives like with you and Frank like how do y'all feel about people criticizing the work that y'all put out? Because I guess I'm a creative myself. I understand that creatives are sensitive about our <laughs> shit. Like we don't really um, enjoy people criticizing our shit. But at the same time, if we're putting out, if we're putting our work out there to the consumers, they have a right to criticize it. So is that? I don't. I don't. I'm trying to figure out if her response was warranted because she really was just like, "Well, I'm an artist. I'm an artist. I'm an artist," and that didn't really answer anything for me. Along with that, then you have Eminem putting out his album where he's striking back at everyone who said that his album was whack. Yeah, I gotta listen to that. Yeah, I mean it's a decent album, but my thing is, I understand if you being pissed off at people criticizing what you do but how much of that is warranted like as a creative like should you just be like yo fuck y'all I'm putting this out or should you listen to the people who consume your product um I feel like as an artist and I get into a lot of conversations with people like this um you don't owe anybody anything like that's fair and that's just a cold hard fact like now I also agree once you put something out it's no longer yours no it is yours but you can't be surprised when somebody criticizes it you know, because even subconsciously, you were ready for that criticism, whether you knew it or not. Because if you weren't, you would have never put it out. Like my first book of poems took me 10 years to put out. That's a collection of 10 years of poems. So at one point, you have to be, and it came with a certain amount of criticism, you know, especially being uh, a lot about women and stuff. So, but at a certain point, you have to be ready for that criticism. Now, whether you accept it or go with it, that's up to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That also uh, goes with a level of maturity and growth, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, as an artist, uh, especially where the criticism is coming from, you know what I mean? Whether it be from peers, whether it be from your uh, main consumers, 
uh, you have to consider uh, some of that criticism sometimes. But also, it depends on what you're doing art for. That's another reason why I ask people, are you doing it to create or are you doing it to be consumed? Mm. Those are two different things. Because you can do it to be created and it will be consumed, but doing it just for consumption is different. That's why we have the cookie cutter mainstream shit. Yeah, and that's why, exactly, that's why you have certain people doing certain things because they know they're doing and they're tailoring it Mm -hmm. to that consumption, you know, to that consumer base. That's how they're marketing it. So, but that's why it goes back to if you're just doing it for creation, Mm -hmm. you don't owe anybody anything. Yeah, that's why I thought the, the, that's why I thought Lauren's, uh, Lauren Hill's essay was so interesting because that dynamic of her being an artist and her responding back to criticism after years of not saying anything for real was I, I understood but then at the same time I'm like okay but if you're specifically if you're not crediting other artists I feel like that's a valid criticism right yeah especially if they helped you write your only greatest album like that still locked you in and cemented you right as so a great yeah and I think I think um for that cause she you could tell she kinda took it personal in the um in the essay which I completely understand because like you said that's that's yours you're creating for yourself but if you're doing things that are not what's the word I'm looking for credible or not honorable like not crediting the artist that helped you yeah integrity integrity mm-hmm. like that I feel like that's a valid criticism but you know I just creatives are weird people man we're a weird group because we 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 have this need to create to survive and create to sustain our mental health but when it's out there to the people this is up to them to dissect it to, to pick it apart to say Yo, I like this, but this shit was trash, or whatever the case may be. I think um, I think I'm trying to figure out where is the line of what is a valid criticism for a creative. I think a valid comes with intent. That's what I think valid. Like uh, if I was to make anything valid, uh, if your intent is to is to build me up, mm-hmm. then I feel like that's valid. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I send Frank a poem and say, Frank, hey, we should put this over B. And Frank just goes, mm, I don't really yeah. think, nah, this is not your best work. Right. Then that's a valid criticism because I know his intent is for us to put out the best product. Right. right. You know yeah. what I mean? Together. You know what I mean? So he's just not going to take something that I put together and then take something that he put together and then oh let's put it out together just to say we put out no right. you know what I mean because we know what the intent is you mm-hmm. know but if you had that's what I feel like intent isn't everything though for me yeah, that's, that's why I ask people like what is your intent mm-hmm. you know what's your intent behind it you know so if, as long as the intent is good I feel like the holes that come along the road and the journey we can fill those in you know what I mean we can figure that out but you know what I mean? as long as the intent we know where the goal is mm-hmm. let's get there I mean, I think by by that logic, though, on that large of a scale, especially specifically with Lauren Hill and her album, which is probably one of the greatest albums ever created, like <laughs> that's like I think if if she is if that if the attempt from Robert Glasper was to shed light on her not crediting other artists and musicians that worked on her project, I feel like that's valid. But at the same time, the crowd of people, especially online, because you know the internet is a vicious fucking place. Vicious. So I think that level of criticism, you gotta, you, you kind of have to ignore a lot of that shit, because a lot of that shit is ill intent. It's just people trolling, just people talking shit. Yeah, especially you think about like why after so many years. Yeah, and that was that was my question. Like, all right, I I feel you, bro, but. The album's damn near twenty years old, bro. Like, it's usually my first question, right? Like, yeah, like what do you come? That's that's the intent now. Like, what do you what do you after? Like, what is this for? Because if you after credits, like once it dropped, you would have been like, yo, my name, like, okay, right. or, or at least ten years in, you would have been like, okay, Welcome like from a coma. Yeah, yeah. But, but even with that though, like she's had people sue her before for not being credited on her album. Okay, yeah, that's, easy so, to, that's easy to cover up. 
you know, right. his and, brush and, with the media. Right. So even, but if this has been an ongoing thing and he just is reopening that wound, so to speak. Like again, victims. Yeah, again, what is just the intention here? Up. What is the intention here? Yeah. Because if this has been an ongoing thing, I don't understand the, like, what's your move here? What's the play? Because you just out here still bringing shit up that is already public knowledge. Well, to some. But, I don't know, man. Like, you know, like the great queen Erica Badu said, man, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. <laughs> but, um, speaking of which, now I don't know if you've, we have a, I have a, um, not a band, but I have a problem with Kanye West, right? Just because of all his antics for the past couple of months. So with with that, I heard they found a piece of his soul. <laughs> See, you get into where I'm going. So he had a he had a radio interview, right? <laughs> <The> whole crooks. <laughs> <laughs> he who who will not be named. <laughs> he had a radio interview where he, I guess, apologized for his comment for his comments about slavery was a choice or whatnot, right? Now, with what you said about intent, do we believe Kanye? Because he was on he was on the radio station. He was saying shit like, you know, I don't have the right people around me. I don't, you know, no one stopped me. I mean, yes, because my thing is Kanye is one of those artists and influencers who doesn't realize how much influence he has. So when he says something, it's pretty much like us talking in a room right now right. and you just say something quick you know what I mean now we know each other you know we you, we know you know you're you gonna, you you gonna contextualize it or right. you'll at least be like yo that was kind of crazy and then give you a chance to right. whatever Kanye doesn't have that chance because he's so famous and he's so whatever and a lot of times he puts his foot in his mouth continuously <laughs> that's a fact now but does that absolve him of any personal responsibility to watch what the fuck he says on a no national platform hell no because I that's, think that's the defense I've been seeing since he since that apology has came out that well you know he 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 doesn't know what he's saying sometimes he's passionate but it's like in my eyes like you said because he's so famous because he has such a big platform because when he speaks the world stops there should be some personal responsibility of you know I need to watch what I say or I think I Kanye's be- not stupid either you sure? I think I, I'm I'm pretty sure Kanye's not stupid I don't know man these past couple of months have made me question I think he does like, stupid shit I mean that's true but I, but you know but why, I don't you know, think he's stupid. But you know why I question that? Because for, for as much of a creative genius as he is, right? For him to not keep like keep people around him who would, like you said, kind of check him in that way. to be like, yo, bro, that was crazy. That doesn't make any sense to me. Because like, all right, you've been in the game for a long time now. You've, you've been at this level of fame for a long time now. It, there should be some type of... Um, well, I'm, I mean, one thing I look at, especially uh, with my mental health background, is the um, the idea that I don't know if Kanye ever really got thorough counseling. Like, I, 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 and I don't yeah. really like the blaming on the fact that, oh, you know, he lost his mom and, you mm-hmm. know, that, because that's been a, uh, a few years past. But that's a that's something that could really shake somebody up, you know, that's especially true. that being such a foundation to them. True. Um, and then being so wealthy and being able to... Uh, do what he wants, Sub- yeah, exactly. To submerge that and hide it as much as you want, you right. know, because that's the thing. When you're that rich, you can hide it. Mm-hmm. You can hide it from yourself for years, uh, even though you're not really hiding it from yourself because you know it's there. But I think Kanye just needs to realize sometimes that he can't say certain things. And, and, and that's, he just can't. Nah, and I think he. But to his point, though, I wanted to get to a point. My fault. But to his point, that statement that he said, 
I still had a uh, I still had an issue with it because, like I said, if you contextualize that, part of me felt felt that way. You know that slavery. Not really saying that it was a choice, but in a sense. We have control over our minds, you know, and if you always looked at even the logistics of any slave compound at any given time, we could have took that shit over. You see, like, see, my issue with that is while all of that is true and is completely valid because he has because he has such a platform. He didn't say all of that. That's that's what he falters. Like I like at like I like I've said this. He doesn't like contextualize. Yeah, like I've said this. I've said this numerous times. Like nobody gives a fuck about what you meant. Yeah, yep. It's about what you said. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, like like you like you said, if he doesn't have, if he if he's dealing with all that unresolved trauma and he constantly puts his foot in his mouth, yeah, that could lead him to do a bunch of goofy shit all of the time. But at the same time. He can't like when I watched that interview. He damn near looked surprised that he got the blowback that he did. Every time he looked surprised, like oh shit, I didn't know I was supposed to say that. But it's like my nigga, you like. And that's the issue with having, like you said, those people that he have around him. Though, uh, that's what it is. Because I'm pretty sure he's saying all of that around those people, and he's getting oh yeah, Kanye, da da da, blah blah blah. And then he's so surprised when he goes out in the real world. Is like no, like you bugging, bro. Yeah, no. Especially and then we come out again and we're saying, like, yes. Yeah, and then we come out again and we're like, no again. Mm-hmm. He comes out, no again. And he just completely lost. Like you said, somebody that's so used to that. Then then that goes back to Kanye's a very narcissistic person. We know that. It's a fact. So that kind of breaks a lot of that down and mm-hmm. it starts to have to realize, like, oh, well, like, what can I say type thing. Now mm-hmm. he's choking on, on, you can see him almost choking almost everything he's saying now. Yeah, because he starts second guessing himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, and that was that was like the majority of the interview. He was like, you could kind of see him reflecting, like, oh shit, like y'all was really mad at that. Damn, I didn't even mean it that way. Like, my fault. I didn't. And then he broke down, like he was crying and shit on there, which I was like, all right, nigga, like, all right. But I kind of, I gave him a little bit of empathy because I kind of understand. That, like you were saying, he has all these people around him. He has this level of wealth, and nobody is um, there for his well-being, like truly. Yeah, nobody g-checking him. That's what it come down to, for real, for real. So that's true. That's true. I don't. I don't know. Um, when you when you get to like a certain level of success, and also you go further and further up, you lose the groundness Mm -hmm. that family members might give you like his mom's his mom's just strike me as a woman that kept him grounded Mm -hmm. even throughout the success right but so but he had a homie he had a homie um one of one of the homies he came up with uh GLC a rapper from Chicago um even Rom Fest too he had those people around him that kind of would keep him from saying goofy shit and then it's like he got married to Kim and all that shit went out the window. Yeah. I'm not gonna like nobody can deny the Kardashian effect. So that shit that's is just like, plain. And I, I, yeah, I think um, <laughs> I, I, I understand that the creative plight of someone on that level. I mean, you know, I'm not there by any means, but I understand the plight of someone dealing with all of those things that will blind you to what's really going on like like you you mentioned um mental health like that's that's for me that's a huge part of what I do especially with the show like especially because um commonly creatives suffer from some form of mental of mental health or mental mental illness in some form of fashion like I had like my last episode I we had a full discussion about shit like that so I think we for I think creatives would need to make that more of a a prominent issue, especially amongst ourselves because we all suffer from it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if people are taking Kanye's mental health as seriously as it needs to be taken. I mean, they should, especially. Uh, it was crazy because 
which was a crazy, crazy coincidence. And I don't think too many people paid attention to it, but the universe gave us some some crazy, like just happening where um, when um, Kate Spade died and uh, the guy, the cook, the chef died. Um, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, so they both died from suicide. Yeah. Rich people. Yeah. Like, I think a day or two later, Kanye West and Kid Cudi drops an album about suicide and getting over suicide. Two famous artists who have dealt with depression on a whole nother level. Like, Kid Cudi being pretty much a a poster child for depression and shit and getting over it. Uh, So, I don't think that was a coincidence at all. Like... The timing was impeccable. You see what I'm saying? So, I don't think... That energy, you know, I think that energy was recycled right back into that, and I think it helped so many people out. But I definitely think I, you know, I agree with you because Cuddy is is more of a person. You know, I've been following him for a while. He's more of a person that's been out with it. But artists like Kanye, he he likes to uh, he likes to hide it a lot of times. Like yeah, we hear we hear it in his music, but he doesn't really talk about how he's really depressed like now he does it more mm-hmm. but I think he's doing it more now for an excuse right and that's why it's like kind of like that PR is like oh well, I was in the hospital while I was this I did this and that's like nah it's oh. mixed into the gimmick right yeah, and nah. that's, that's what bothered me about Intense. this last album <laughs> exactly that's what bothered me about the last album because it, he damn near made light of it I don't know if that was his way of coping with it or just trying to like I don't play with shit like that because you should like, like I dealt with anxiety and depression my, my damn self so when people t- when when creatives specifically talk about those things I pay my like I pay attention my ears perk up so the fact that he was just like kind of like oh yeah I was in the hospital I'm bipolar like ha 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 like I'm yeah, just like, no. like come on bro like niggas is out here really committing suicide behind that type of shit. Like, I, th- I think again, like you said, intent, intent, and being responsible with your word. Like, I know it's, it's Kanye is in a position where that might be more difficult for him to realize with the group that he has around him. But I, I we need more. Um, we need more people and on that level to be responsible. But. Like with with that, right? As creatives, what what can we do to keep that the mental health the mental health aspect of being creative at the forefront of what we're doing? Because it is extremely important to our process. It's, it's important to how we create. It's important to the passion that we put into our work and. I don't know if it is as represented as it needs to be within the quote-unquote creative community. I think just simply starting pretty much what we're doing now and continuing it, like, we need to have more conversations in the forefront. Like, and that's just, you know, I've been a mental health counselor for um, six years. Mm -hmm. Um, And one thing is, it's just, you got to talk about it. Like you gotta You gotta put it out To where it's like Okay this is something That we know You know what I mean This is something that We're gonna We're not gonna ignore We're not gonna act like It's not happening Have you done therapy? Me? Yeah Like for other people? No for you Um On a small level But it was probably Like a day or two I, I want to do therapy though. I have nothing against therapy I think everybody Should do therapy I feel like Everybody What was, had, it, what was it for? Um Rage Oh anger management Yeah I yeah. just be honest yeah. Straight out rage That's what I was in for Oh uh, yeah <laughs> I think it made it sound like a bit Yeah <laughs> This shit is like a bit You can't hang out with your friends you No Super yeah. Nintendo yeah, was, Shit that is a bit Yeah <laughs> I was isolated from my uh, From my community And my kids That I was working with So it actually taught me Like a whole Another lesson of like this is something that you have to control you know what I mean this right. is something that you can't continuously to be like oh I just get mad nah it's, 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 it's different that. yeah it's different like rage is something on a whole another level um and then you know now, not to cut you off but was it like manic episodes to where you was just like on 10 because um like a lot of homies that I know they suffer from rage and don't even realize that 
it's that. It's like you said, like a lot of niggas I know will be like, nah, bro, I just be getting mad, man. And then you nah, go, it's rage. Yeah, like you go shoot up some shit for no reason. Like yeah. that's something different. Especially when it when it starts affecting. I mean, even though anger affects your physiological, but when it affects it on a whole nother level, right? Like you know, you're hearing um like pulses in your ear like mm-hmm. you know sometimes you might black out mm-hmm. you know you don't ever realize your tone changes mm-hmm. you're sweating like because you're in like this fight or flight mode like yeah it's, it's a whole other level yeah I, I, we need um, and I think a lot of niggas don't even understand that that's what that is it gets so swept under the rug so much in our community to where it's not even we won't. We can't even have a conversation without it being nah, son. It ain't that. You bugging. Mm-hmm. You want some other shit? It ain't. It ain't even that serious. Like, we no. try to downplay anything that's not. That's not. Uh. That's not normalized. I know yeah, exactly. Like no, nigga, it is that serious. Mm-hmm. Like you out here wilding. You don't even know what you said thirty seconds ago. Like you gotta. You need to go see somebody. Like this shit is serious. But I, I think with it, with all of that, I think. Um, that's why I, my, like you said, like I, I'm an advocate for mental health because we need these types of conversations to be pushed to the forefront, especially as um, black people trying to create because we have so much residual trauma from mm-hmm. generational shit mm-hmm. that sometimes is so deep rooted that we don't even realize it's there until we spaz the fuck out for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like that stigma of being an angry black man is a very real thing, and we're not. And I definitely try not to fall into that, even though I catch catch myself falling into that a lot. That's one thing I'm actually working on. Yeah, me too. My like nigga. actively. Me too, my nigga. I have dreads and tattoos. Niggas already think I'm angry, mm-hmm. just from rip. Like, and I don't even. And I be quiet ninety percent of the time. But you know, I think we we need more. Um, Conversations like that it's, it's, it's important That's why I think What you're doing is, is so important For our community People who are um, Who do Things similar As far as uh, on, In a creative field Who do Keep a Keep the mental Health aspect of it As Prominent as it needs to be Like We need more of that To kind of either break the cycle or shift that conversation from it being taboo to being something that we need. Yeah. I feel like the, the quicker we normalize it, the better it'll be. I apologize. The quicker we can talk about um, anxiety, depression, right. you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, like all of that stuff, the quicker we can kind of like put all of that out in the forefront and have people actually talking about it you know what I mean accepting it you know making it you know not something that cause I feel like the uh, I've noticed people getting over their anxiety better when they realize I have an anxiety problem I think um, like I have like I, I, I understand what depression is that's, that's one of the things that kind of helped me in my struggles was kind of accepting that hard reality of no I have a problem yeah there's something that I need to work on we need there's 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 issues that I'm not dealing with, and um, it's important, man. It's, it's really fucking important. Now, outside of that, um, what are you listening to, bro? So I like um, music wise. Yeah, music wise. What are you listening to? Bro? Um, I ask everybody this question because not to cut you off, but to cut you off. Mm-hmm. The the. Um, I'm a fan of knowing what people listen to because it kind of gives me a gauge of like where people's moods are, so to speak. Mm. So I like to ask people just random, like, yo, what are you listening to? Oh, uh, I would have to go to my phone for that. <laughs> That's always like my my most recent. I also listen to a lot of local people, though, too. Um, I've been listening to a lot of R&B because I got my new series, The R&B Garden. So since that's been starting, I've been listening to a lot more. Yeah, that's another so. event that <clears throat> shout out to Jazz. I missed that. <clears throat> Pardon me. I missed that event, but I've been hearing good things about the R and B Garden. Like that's a very groovy event that I've been hearing things about. I'm on. Where are we trying to make some waves with that? Yeah, I'm a fan of groovy shit. Uh, I've been listening to um, Karma. She live in the city. Uh, Sunny. She from Jersey. 
I think I know Sunny. How far is Sunny? Uh, Ivy Soul, she from Philly. Plus a lot of K. Cuddy, Childish Gambino. Um, Travis new project. Uh, I don't know if I was feeling it too too much. I was fucking with that new Mac Miller. That's my shit. Yeah, I fuck with Mac. Some groovy white boy. Um, yeah, uh, I like a lot of Smino. Listen to a lot of Smino. I fuss with you. I like Smino a lot too. Yeah, that Janelle Monet was tough. Gotta listen to that again. Um, Oshun. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of that shit. It's a lot of dope shit out, man. Yeah, Wade Brown. He from Atlanta. He tough. I've been listening to that shit. Music helps, man. Music is therapy, man. Yeah, I like music. I really do. Yeah, man. But um. Yeah, man, I just want to thank you for, for, for stopping through, man. This was a dope conversation, man. You want to uh, plug your shit, tell everybody where they can find you, you know what I mean? Where can they go to events and shit like that? Just plug everything, bro. Um, I'm just going to tell you how to follow one page. <laughs> so I'll make it simple. You go there, you can pretty much follow, find everybody from me to Zay to Akasha uh, to the R&B guard to everything else for the love of music. Follow at Crenius, so at C R E N I U S underscore. That's it, at Crenius. Right, Once you start typing that in, we'll pop up with the little orange, and you'll see us. You'll follow everybody at Crenius. Go get your R and B fixed. Go get your art fixed. Even if you don't know what the fuck you're looking for, as far as art and all of that shit, like, go follow them, man. I'm a, I'm a big supporter of what they do and big supporter of what you do, man. Y'all doing a bunch of dope shit that I respect. So shout out to y'all, man. But um, uh, follow the show and everything. Um, oh shit, hold the fuck on, I'm bugging. Yo, listen, man, you got a one year anniversary coming up, September 22nd, man. We gonna have an event here at the studio. Um, that was an announcement that I forgot to do last week. We're gonna have a one year event at the studio. The flyer should be up by the time y'all hearing this. You know, come out. Come fuck with the team, man. Come talk to Frankie. Come talk to me. You know, come out, chill. Catch a vibe, as the kids say. You know, it's going to be a cool event, man. Come celebrate the show's birthday. You know, we put a lot of work in over these past 52 weeks. And, you know, I just want y'all to come out and celebrate with us. It'll be September 22nd, which is a Saturday, I believe. But it'll all be on the flyer though. The flyer be out. You know what I'm saying? Um But yeah, yo, just uh fuck with you know, in the meantime, in between time, follow the show and everything. Uh follow Frankie. Follow A Boogie. Um follow A Celestial Goddess for all your holistic healing. Follow at Ivy's Tico for all your herbal needs. I mean, follow the whole team. Um shout out to Peach. Her birthday is September 4th, so by the time you're hearing this. Shout out to her. Love you, baby. Shout out to my dad because his birthday is September 4th. Hey. Shout out to him. And uh, shout out to all the September babies. I don't uh Niggas is not really celebrating Labor Day because that shit is trash. But, you know, it's a day off of work, man. So, go get drunk or something. But, uh, art for the stress, man. Get that visual therapy. Get your mind off the bullshit, man. Y'all be safe. See y'all next week.